You are on Line of Sight, a War Machine and Hordes podcast for new and experienced players, sponsored by Broken Egg Games. Welcome to episode number 39 of Line of Sight. My name's Chandler, and I'm here with Jaden. How's it going? Hi, guys. Hi. Oh, you know, it's going. Yeah. Uh, Brett is not with us, because he's on an airplane to Adepticon, I believe, right? Yeah, he's so lucky. I wish I was I there. Know. I wish I was there, too. Yeah, that's one that, uh, it's like just far enough away that it's like, uh, I don't, I don't, and it's at a very awkward time between some other things, and I was like, well, mm-hmm. uh, it'd be nice to be able to make, but... Yep. Oh, well. Oh, well. It's also the only fully painted War Machine convention, I believe. Right? Is it really? Yeah, I believe so. I didn't actually know that. That's interesting. That kind of makes me glad that I'm there-ish. Right. I'm able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I get my Grimkin back, I could do it again. But I don't know. I'll be on Trolls for a while, I think. They're too much fun. Yeah. Yep. And especially because I have my paints now. Ooh. Finally got to me from LVO. Yep. Looking like they got hit with a sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> Not Privateer Press's fault. There was a shipping problem. Um, which they knew about. Apparently it damaged more of their stuff than mine, so I don't feel too bad about it. Anywho, uh, so, news. There's not, like, a ton um, Not really. Uh, Chris Bogart's CID is still going. Really good changes. Um, week three had some stuff that, that addressed some concerns people had. Still a few things people are wondering about. But Locke's feet's neat now. It's a feat. Yeah. It's, rather it's than a feat. just kind of not really doing anything except for being like purification. And um, it's also not overpowered beyond all words. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, the Baldwin changes are fun. I guess yeah. definitely a little bit different. And, dude, suppressors at Spray 8 are way better. I mean, I should do the math sometime, but it's a significant percentage more things that you get to spray yeah, at Spray it's, 8. Yeah, it's actually crazy how much of a difference 6 to 8 is. Like, 8 to 10 is great, but, like, 8 is... Like, the 8-inch spray is that point where you're finally actually, like, getting... You're hitting what you're trying to yeah, do. You know? like, it, yeah, it has to do with the, the length of the spray and then the overall end width... Yeah, of uh, right. the template, it, it, it's it's more. It's not just an additional two inches. It's actually quite a bit more area yeah. covered. Um, and it's like ten. I think what it is is ten inches feels very wind more. Like it's just like oh okay, it's just a huge spray. But and yeah. six is very like blib. Eight is that like that's yeah, it works really well. And yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So that's been neat. Um, we got what was it? We got the shot of the con exclusive model, right? And the yep. um, Sorsha bust, which is neat. So it's like a it's like a rocket man, only it's a woman on a yep. rocket. Yeah. Um, which is cute. Uh, and theoretically, that means that Crucible Guard will be tealish colored, which I'm they, totally down for. I think the, the color that I saw floating around was Viridian. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and that's mostly it. Yeah, it's basically. Really not a lot going on. Oh, uh, some stuff from Broken Egg though. So Broken Egg Games is at Adepticon, so go check yep. them out. And uh, they were showing off. They've got like a. They've got little scenario dials now. Um, yeah. So they've got the. From what I could tell from the thing, this was not worded perfectly, but uh, it seems like they've got a Adepticon specific one. Mm-hmm. Um, that is 
uh, pretty limited and will just be sold at Adepticon, really. So, yeah, good luck. Um, and then but they've got actually a general one. That, yes. That so, so it's like a triangle, but the top of it is like turns, and the two sides of it are like control points. Yeah. Yep, Which... and it's got the usual just really, like, gorgeous printing on it that they do, mm-hmm. where it's way more vibrant colors than I see out of, like, any other company. So. Well, and Adam was telling me that these ones are actually 3D printed a little bit, so that there are, like, raised portions of the thing yeah, as well, so... Yeah, it looks like, like, cracked lava and stuff. It's yeah. Cool. Yep, those are super cool. Uh, do we have a price on those? I didn't actually look. I, I do not know. Um, hmm. However, I'm ex- super excited to get one eventually. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, yeah, that's what they've got going on. Mm-hmm. So go check those out. They've got them on their Facebook page, and we should probably share them. We'll probably share them to the line of sight page, but we will do that. Yes, they look pretty neat. Uh, although it's got a bit of a chaos 40k vibe to the symbol <laughs> on it, to be totally honest. But that's fine. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So this is uh, this episode is uh, a multiple of thirteen. Yep. Yep, which means we do our uh, listener question episode. We're going to tie that in with the thing we're going to do right now, which is our uh, quarterly drawing for our Patreon subscribers. Yeah, and I just barely finished the last painting one, (laughs) which is okay, because the guy's a personal friend of mine, and he's like, just take all the time you need with my wedding coming up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, Jaden does have a wedding coming up, and man, April is just busy for me, too. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot going on that whole month, but we'll make it work. We will yep. make it work. Um, so you're going to hear me typing a bit here as I bring up uh, a random number generator because I'm fancy. Um, so this is for the, uh, to be honest, I don't remember what name we gave each of these tiers, but the uh, the first tier, Troopers, that's what it is. Troopers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the Troopers tier, I have rolled Mr. Matthew Meldrum. Woo! Congratulations, Matthew. So, if you get a hold of us, and if you get a hold of us, uh, give us any relevant uh, information we need to be able to send you a model. You can have a uh, just like a small based blister. Yep. Whatever, whatever you want. Um, as long as it's not made of solid gold. Or the Dreamer, because that's not really just a small yeah, based blister. We, yeah, we took, the, <laughs> we took the Dreamer off the, off of that as an option because, uh, yeah. Um, He's sneaky. Uh, so congrats, Matthew Meldrum. Go ahead and just uh, shoot us a message. You can do that uh, through the Patreon or through Facebook or uh, whatever. Whatever way you have to get a hold of us. Um, for our Warjacks reward, which is the middle tier, one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, we have Mr. Nathan Willis. Woo! Congratulations, Nathan. Yeah. So that's one where, again, same deal, just to get a hold of us with any information we need to be able to send you a model, but you can basically choose any of the, like, non-character, like, Warjack kit kind of things. So, like, yep. the Warpulf kit or the Crusader kit or uh, what was the one we got? The other guys, the Phoenix one? The uh, Phoenix yes, the, yeah. the Shail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Shail, Warjack's yep. one. Uh, all, those, all those bad boys. So congrats, Nathan. That's just let us know uh, what we need to know to get that to you and what model you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now for the super fancy one. Let's see what Jaden has to paint. <laughs> you can, they could pick you. <laughs> Strictly speaking, they could. Um, so for the uh, Warcaster tier, which is our highest end one, you can have a small base blister, same as the lowest tier, except you can have it 
lovingly and beautifully painted by any of the three line of sight hosts. And the don't one, pick Brett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to see examples of our painting, we can do that, and we will happily show you examples of Brett's. <laughs> he he would love to show you. Uh, but our winner for that one is going to be Simon Withers. Ooh. Wow, that's like not one of our locals at all. I have no idea who that is. Yeah. That's exciting. Because the last two have been Brett's local and then my local, so. Yeah. So congrats, Simon. Let us know anything we need to know on that one. Um, I think Simon is from Canada. Oh, really? Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. So, yeah. Let us know whatever we need to know to get that to you, what model you want. Um, and then whoever you want to paint it will talk to you about scheme and how you want it done or whatnot and uh and we'll work on that it can just take some time because yep. it's it's a paint job yeah anywho so uh continuing along the theme of doing stuff that's fun for listeners we're doing our listener question episode so we posted on what do we do we did facebook on a few different areas we yeah Reddit, so right? yeah we did the war machine Reddit page we did it on the grimkin trolls uh, minions convergence or not convergence protectorate and our own personal page, and uh, we got a lot of responses this time. Yeah, did you get your one down vote? I did actually. That's weird. It's that consistent. Yeah. Um, There's somebody out there that just really doesn't like me, so it's um, all right. Hmm. I wonder who. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just gonna tell. We we get just a huge list, and it's just compiled yep. from everything. And I don't think it's any like specific order. I think it's just whatever order they were in when you copy pasted them. So. That is correct. <laughs> I, I was super duper on top of of it this time, and we've got them in the order that they were received. And if you submit a question after uh, March twenty first at about I don't know eight in the evening Pacific time, we didn't get it, and I'm sorry. Yep. Yep. Because so. uh, that's uh, about an hour ago. Yep. <laughs> before we made this list. So, yeah. Uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? I've forgotten. I have forgotten. All right. Okay, cool. Seems good. Oh, it was... Um, so there's a possibility we won't get to every question. On yeah, there there are um, about 70, I think. Yeah, for the sake of our sanity, I'm trying not to let this episode go more than like an hour and a little. Uh, and there's a lot of them. So we will see what we can do. And if your question can be answered very succinctly, we will try to do that. Uh, so we have one from Danny Z, Danny Zimmerman. Uh, can you think of any reason the Merc solo options for Kador's uh, Winter Guard command theme are so restrictive? Because it's just the, the Tinker and the Boat Core. Yep, and the answer is Reinhold's uh, being able to strip stealth off of anything is not okay when you've got Rocket Core. And also, now that Old Witch 2 slash 3, whichever one Kador gets, uh, is playable in that theme, she's not allowed to have a relatable blind gun along with the Winter Guard. Yeah, because she can have that in the Winter Guard theme, and good lord, it's horrible. Yep. It's so miserable to fight against. If you're fighting against that and, like, a really nasty mess of guns. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think there was a few things. I think, um, given the, the damage output at range that lists like that are capable of doing um, mm-hmm. with, cert- with certain casters, you're looking at, like, Vlad, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Butcher 1 works as well. Um, yep. you, start to, uh, you start looking at taking out units like Ayana and Holt. Um, who just kind of push that into a silly level. Although, that that said, I do think that if Ayana and Holt were takeable, I don't know if they would be, because most of the Winter Guard command lists are very, like, 
I am just going to math you with rockets, but... Uh, I would argue that they probably would be just as an answer to ghosts, like, as a... In oh, as, a, as, a as a magic weapon thing? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I could totally see that. Yeah, definitely. So. Um, which, yeah, continues Kator's wonderful theme of having really awkward access to magic weapons. Um, yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, next one down, we got Mike Voss. Uh, what future limited factions would you like to see developed? Um, Chandler wants Orgoth. I do want Orgoth. Yeah, that's a really big one. That I, I don't know how that would be implemented. I know they have a really weird place in the, the world history, but um, I, I'm not much of a fan of Kador in general. Like, I, There's a few factions I'm like that with, but um, I really like the Orgoth stuff. I really like uh, just you know the, the Doom Reaver type things. I like uh, uh, models like Ruin and stuff who have all those kind of ancient interesting and in, in artifacts on them and the orgoth all the orgoth magic is so interesting like it's all such like messed up stuff kind of that i'm, I'm yeah. very curious about it um i would like to see zoo because yeah, i want a cat war one. beasts yeah yeah zoo is a really popular one um that's kind of the that's going to be like the the jungly yeah. totem hunter faction so yeah and i want more totem hunter things i think the totem hunter is a sweet model and uh well we got that new uh, one coming out too uh indeed the totem hunter yes um another one that actually came up today that i just kind of randomly remembered somebody mentioned it and, and i know some people would be really against this but the idea of a very um lovecraftian type faction i'd be really mm, into that yeah. but i really like that kind of stuff now yeah you do that doesn't fit super well into necessarily like war machines sort of feel but neither really did grimkin so i don't know and they made that work so yeah they yeah. made it work you know so, so something with that kind of feel to it i'd, I'd be doing yeah. i always like that stuff so but i've been yep. watching a lot of videos about bloodborne lately so that's maybe that's just, <laughs> just me right now. uh next one is from john klein who is a huge fan we talk to him all the time we do um uh feelings on crucible guard and the impact of one new faction a year so crucible guard specifically um I think the design is really interesting. I'm very excited about it. Um, I'd love to pick them up eventually. I, I had a conversation with Jaden where I don't think I'm going to do the all-in thing, but because uh, I just can't walk away from Protectorate. But um, I really like their design, and I really like a lot of the, the concepts they're going for. Uh, my worries about them as a faction is that they are extremely reliant on guns to a degree that I've never seen a faction be. Um, even like Signar or Rhett or whatever, who who can't who do often bring a lot of like really heavy use of, of guns, even like Legion. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a faction that literally like almost doesn't have melee attacks. I mean, they're there, but yeah. like uh, most of the it's melee awkward. attacks are very weak, and the few that aren't like there's just not many of them, right? Yeah. And so when you start looking at some casters or, or just some general concepts like um, old witch two, right. Or anyone with windstorm mm-hmm. is like absurdly strong into this faction. Um, I actually think it protectorate is actually, I think really gross into crucible guard. Um, unless you build I, I very specifically that. for them. Um, I played a, against rocket man spam with a, an all Jack list. Uh, they can't do anything. <laughs> Yeah, they literally cannot attack you. <laughs> it's it's kind of fantastic, um, and uh, other things like like Colgrima or um, Gunbjorn or yeah. anyone with anyone with like countermeasures, right? And Mercs, they have the which uh, that is. And so does Cray. It's it's McBain and Cray. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. 
like it where it's so binary but usually lists are built a little more mixed combined arms to melee centric like nothing but gun lists are pretty rare they do exist but they're not super common whereas in crucible guard that's like what you bring right so some of the answers some of the answers are very polarizing that said there's not that many of those polarizing answers but it would i think make for a really crappy experience occasionally yeah. if you, if you kind of just face first into that <laughs> um, yeah. i also think and this is a, a common problem with some but i think crucible guard has this really bad in his current state crucible guard gets obliterated by nemo 3 i do not see a way that they can functionally fight that guy <laughs> uh yeah but i mean that's there are other entire factions that have that problem too i think so. to a degree but i'm like these guys are like what if we made a faction that literally just died in its entirety to that caster? It's actually that's, kind of, it's fair. a little, like there's zero you can really do about it outside, like bring vanguards, which aren't very efficient as they are. But yeah. again, that's in the current CID form and that's in Nemo's current form. So we'll see if he sticks around. Yeah. As um, for like the impact of limited factions uh, once a year, I think it's going to be great for the game. Um, remember, we're only going to see like four book release, like four releases for the main factions every year. Um, and it's not going to be every faction. It's going to be four factions ish, four to five getting new stuff. And that means that the meta is not going to change all that much with those releases. Um, whereas the the limited factions will come in and be able to shake things up. And I mean, they're limited, but they're going to get a new model every Christmas with the, uh, 12 factions of Christmas, 13, 14, whatever factions of Christmas. And uh, just like one model has huge potential to change the way that that faction is built and played. So I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's a good idea. Um, we'll see how long they can keep it up. If you if you had asked me, uh, like, right around when Grimkin released, which I believe I have, I did have opinions on that that I said, but I don't remember what they were, um, I would have been, I, I think I would have been somewhat concerned about the idea. Um However, having seen kind of how Grimkin has settled into the game, mm-hmm. um, and I think m- more of these factions will kind of do it a little bit the same way, um, it's less of like a, whoa, like crazy impact than you'd think. Yeah. You know, especially if they're really well designed, which you know Grimkin has been, and, and Crucible Guard are getting there. The problem that Grimkin had was that they were so completely different from everything else in the game that it was really difficult for people to fight them the first yeah. three to five times and yeah. so out of the, out of the gate they felt kind of overbearing um yeah. i think I as still, people are getting used to them they're into, just like yeah i still run into people who think they're like way overpowered but i think that's people who don't get to play the, against them much yeah i agree because um, the first couple times you fight grimkin is just gonna be a bad time yeah um yeah uh another one from john how epic would an ik rpg video game be dude the conversations we have had about yep. this, like I have spent hours just going on about what that kind of a game could look like. Um, it's true. We have, we think, have chat logs to prove it. I know. Like if I dug far enough back. Um, yeah, we've had a lot of conversations about that. Um, I would love something very open as far as what direction you can go. Like being able to choose any of the factions, but do it in a pretty dynamic way. Rather than just mm-hmm. like I start as a druid, you can kind of like just start as a dude in various locations and just kind of go from there. You could go work yourself up in the protectorate or um, Skyrim the would be a good whatever. example of like that kind of feel for me. That, that kind of feel, yeah, I th- yeah, maybe a little bit tighter, but um, yeah. But uh, another thing we were thinking is I, I could easily like I could totally see this being done in um, like a Baldur's Gate or Pillars of Eternity kind of style as well. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. And that would be, this is the thing, if anybody who's not me, because I'm not a game designer, uh, you could make that. Couldn't sell <laughs> it, but you could make it. Yeah. Uh, just saying. Yep. Um, I like uh, the other part of his question was or tactics that doesn't suck. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been playing around on tactics lately, and somehow it's more broken than it used to be. <laughs> like I'm actually blown away. I was like, yeah. I jump on I, it once in a while just to do skirmishes against AI and just amuse myself. But like, literally, there's just mechanics that don't work. Yeah, you can just do it to reinstall it, and it was like, wow, this is horrifying. And oh, I still I... want to stream us skirmishing it. I think. Oh, we're going to. That's yeah, going to happen. But... Um, but I think it'll be fun. I, I started testing. I was trying to just like have fun with things like Terminus. Like, oh man, let's go crazy with Terminus. See how many souls I can get. Yeah, his feet doesn't work. Really? Like literally, you just cannot get souls from. Wow. It. You can get cold, you can get souls from Cole Soul. So as long as stuff dies real close to him. But I was like, yeah, his feet just doesn't work. Alexia is in the game now. Alexia One is in. Yeah, tactics. she's she's seems fascinating, broken, right? right? Yeah, you don't get corpse tokens. You just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. And I posted something about that on the Steam discussion because I have nowhere, no idea where else to put that, and it's just like silence. I was like, neat. Yeah. Nobody cares. All right. Yep. Yep. Uh, Alex Barker, how do you feel about the long-term viability of limited factions? Um, and then just kind of an extrapolation on that. Uh, it's fine. It well, it seems fine, and we don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the thing is that they they're they have a really interesting job ahead of them to be able to design factions that can hold up to a changing meta for years without really ever changing. Yeah. Um, but the smaller scale of the design, I think, gives them a lot of room to do that, and it and they just have to have very flexible models. Everyone yeah. Has to be able to kind of do a lot of things. And I mean, we've had convergence around for quite a while now and i'd say that they're still extremely competitive and that they will always be extremely competitive the thing about their um their design choices for the limited factions is that they're mostly going to have to be question factions instead of answer factions i think yeah. uh because well, if you could just ask a really strong question then the meta has to bend around you instead of the other way around a point because like crucible guard i think was a really interesting way to do that because they are very much like designed around having lots of answers. That's but true. They kind of have so many answers, but only the ability to pick specific ones at a time. That I think that's kind of how their design yeah. is is meant yeah, I agree to, with that. to last. You know, so yeah, and, and that and like with with the with the twelve factions of Christmas and stuff, like everybody gets a little bit of something. They can help them out a little if yeah. they need something. Like, like Orion was a something. huge deal for uh, the convergence. Um, well, yeah, and, and even if it's not new models, when because the Twelve Factions of Christmas has a CID that involves every faction, you could uh-huh. throw like a hey, we want to toss I don't know uh, dread rots in with you know I don't know just random thing. P- but, piggybacks, let's, let's yeah, be honest. Like, yeah, piggybacks. piggybacks, right? You could go like hey, you know, while we're you know talking about this, let's throw them on there. Like I could see yeah. them doing that. I don't know if that's something they would. The be willing to other do, but... thing that could be super interesting is that they could release a new theme force occasionally for the limited factions, which could just completely break open things. Like, as it is, there's no way in Grimkin to play, like, half the solos in the Dark Menagerie theme. Um, And I want to be able to do that and play beasts and not be penalized. Like, like some of the beasts maybe aren't in it and, like, some of the units, but most of the solos. Yeah, Like, something like that, you know? I don't know how well it would work, but it's just a thought. So, we don't know, but we uh, we think it's going to be okay, probably, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Matt Troxel, uh, just started minions. How do you effectively play Rask in a super friends list? And in general, 
how do you get the most out of lesser warlock solos? Um, I think part of that question is a little bit for Brett, who unfortunately couldn't be here. Uh, I do uh, actually have an answer to that, because I played sure. against a really good Rask Super Friends player last weekend uh, at Mox Boarding House. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the thing about Rask Super Friends that you don't realize until you've seen it on the table with a good, good pilot is that... Um, you you have effectively have a, a war beast list that can afford to have three to four heavies go completely maxed out every turn, um, and they all have overtake, which means that unless you are positioning god, which nobody basically is, um, you're going to lose like four or five infantry to every war beast every turn, and then Scareth especially Scareth especially, <laughs> and it's it's just going to be madness. So. You can spread out a lot after Rask's feed is over. Um, you have the ability to murder heavies because you can swing damage by six, and you also outthreat most of the game because with Balance Charge and Hunter's Mark, you get like a basically plus four speed. Um, and then he's got flipping admonition, so like you can sort of sacrifice the lesser or the the battle group beasts, and then just have admonition on them, and also enliven now too because of Quack and Gub. So the whole thing is just like this ridiculously hard to attack mess of things that will destroy the universe every turn. Yeah. Um, so I'll have a battle report for that game up soon. I might actually make Brett write something about that list because I think it's quite good right now and I'd like to have him do that. Um, but it's a super good list. Basically just you're going to need some practice, but you can run a lot more fury-intensive than you normally would and make a lot more attacks than it looks like you should be able to make every single turn. Yep. Yep. As far as getting the most out of Lesser Warlocks, that's really complicated. Um, they're all very different. <laughs> yep. Um, like, like Dahlia has like a whole playstyle to herself. Yeah, for, she for is immune life. to living things. Um, like versus, uh, you know, wrong eye who he fills a very specific role. Yeah. Um, Rosh and Brian, like they, they operate a very particular way and, uh, really interesting. Um, I think they're super duper good. I think they are. And, and Brun and Lug, I think are more of a question of knowing exactly what they can handle, Mm -hmm. like knowing exactly how much damage they can take kind of, and being able to leverage that, um, so that they're, they're a difficult one, but they're very solid. Um, yeah. every time I'll I played s- in Mark two, every time I played the, the super friends with Kruger two, like run the log were like MVP, like every time. Yep. <laughs> just monsters. Uh, also Brun's return or lugs return. The bear, uh, doesn't have to be directly towards the lesser warlock. So like if you just run the lesser warlock up next to their caster and then like charge something with the bear and then return to Brun, you also can continue to buy attacks at that mm-hmm. point. So you can actually like get to a caster from like 17 inches away or something ridiculous at yeah. mat seven with knockdown on your attacks. So that's a thing. Yep. It's interesting. Yep. For sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, one up kid says what happens if it, okay this is this question what happens if a druid cast we talked about this one at length um what happens if a druid casts stone form on itself tripling their weight density then shapeshifts into a blue whale which weighs 170 tons on the ground in water or in the air from a significant height um this involved us busting out uh fifth edition D and pathfinder books <laughs> um and also and, a couple of physics te- textbooks yeah, online and we determined that the problem is is that you're going through multiple concentration spells so the only way to be able to do it is 
is to stone form himself and have somebody else polymorph him. True. However, in order to polymorph, uh, what you are turned into has to be equal to or less than your uh, challenge rating, which means that in order to turn into a blue whale, a druid would have to be roughly on par with an adult brass dragon in power, and that's a hell of a druid. That is, yes. Yeah. Um, so, based off of our fantasy logic, uh, <laughs> you just can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> However, if for some insane reason you could and by the way this means that a adult male brass dragon fighting a blue whale would be kind of even uh which is now a fight that i want to see somewhere um but yeah they're only one cr different i was like yeah i mean frost giants are like eight so yeah blue whales not getting around um but Actually, what would happen is you'd probably explode. Uh, <laughs> yep, it doesn't really matter which of these three places you're in. You probably just you probably made a serious error. Yeah, it has to do. I, I believe I'm saying this right. I haven't done physics in a long time, but it has to do with the way that your mass expands in relation to the amount of air you displace and the friction it creates, which just generate a retarded amount of heat energy, and you would like burn. Yep, just so. incinerate. Yeah, and I could totally be wrong. This is this is me going off of like physics from almost ten years ago. So you find math on that about Ant Man. It's true. That is true. Actually, it's yeah. probably the closest analog that anybody's actually mm -hmm. bothered to check. Yeah, if you actually look that up, there are people who've done a lot of that for Ant Man specifically. So uh, doesn't surprise me. Which basically is that uh, whenever he shrinks super tiny, he would just like die of overheating. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Um, we have still Pete McCann. What's the best way to play into Haley Three Gravediggers? Uh, depends on your faction a lot. True story. Because um, uh, it's pretty different. Uh, like Legion has a very different game into that than a lot of you know another faction yeah. might. Um, um, in, in general, uh, if you've got a way to ignore clouds, that's important. Um, if you've got some way to mitigate guns, that's also important. And you need a lot more incorporeal hate than you think you do. Um, also anything to handle accuracy. Yes. Wonderful. Knock like, down like, effects. Yeah. Like highly accurate or some way to get around defense skews on a large number of tough infantry. Yep. Um, so like, yeah, like Krios one is just like get wrecked world. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Remember like you, if you have an out, so the thing is, is so like for the Haley echoes, um, you can win, without dealing with them but boy is it harder yeah uh and you will not win on scenario that's for sure you will not win on scenario you basically have to kill Haley or clock them yeah. um which is just, doable because that list is complicated it is and that's the thing it's a, i know a lot of people talk about how strong it is but it's one of the hardest casters to play well in the game yep um but man is she nasty when she's played well um i mean that's why like we've we've gone in weird directions like i i got in with a group who we've been talking about fiora one because who nobody likes, but blazing effigy auto hits stuff and it's a spell. Yeah, <laughs> it's boostable, and we were like, oh, you can literally just like, if you have hand of judgment, you like a fifty fifty to just kill an echo with that, um, which is yeah about as good as you get anywhere because they're not easy to hit or kill. But um, again, like like Krios is so silly into that because yeah, we've got plenty uh, of magic weapons and you're just like get knocked down, Haley's die. And you're just like, yeah, oh, God. <laughs> uh, Linus and Andrea are a big deal. Um, if you yeah, can ADR uh, them, especially. Yeah, in in general, you do need to look out for how you want to handle clouds. Um, every faction has kind of different approaches to that, 
even if that approach might just be you need to run into the clouds. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, which, which is distinctly some, possible. Some factions can do, yeah. Like you, you, or some builds could do. Yeah. Um, so that's like, uh, I know a lot of people in early Mark III in Protectorate were leaning on Severus II because he has awareness. Um, yeah. Units like Hollow Men. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, for Grimkin, the answer is Old Witch 3 with two units of Hollow Men. Yeah, um, even still, it's nasty. It, it's still a nasty game. Like, I've played it. It's yeah. really hard. Um, yeah, so look at, like, Isla Sight, uh, access to True Sight in Faction. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then Linus and Adrea, or anything that gets rid of Clouds. So it's random, but play, like, Grail or uh, whichever... Vlad 2. Whichever Vlad, Vlad 2, yeah, with, yeah. with uh, Windburst, like... They actually have a lot of advantage into that fight. Like they, that's a being able to easily handle the clouds is a yeah. big deal. Um, I actually think like Grail with two units of Reeves would be pretty gross into that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it would hold up really well. Yeah, they ignore digging. Huh. Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's really. Gross. And they can dig in themselves. So. Yep. That would. Yeah, that'd be bad. Um, Ambushing so. models are also really good um, yes. because they can only cloud wall so much. That's the other thing is remember that like this these Gravediggers lists have a lot of moving parts and a lot of ability to just like take over the board so scenario is a concern. Yeah. Um, so being able to have something that can like hold on to uh, hold on yeah. to scenario especially on like spread the net where you have to go way deep. Um, yeah. Although yeah. I gotta say this list doesn't like the Haley three Gravediggers list doesn't love spread the net either. Yeah. Um, it's really well, it hard for them to meaningfully contest that flag. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um. So, yeah, not without Haley. I'm going to be, like, way up there because command yep. is a thing. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's a really complicated issue. There's a lot of moving parts. There's a reason it's such a strong list. Uh, Find I, somebody that plays it and practice against it a bunch. Yeah. It, worst comes to worst, like, get a couple of those answers in and bring, like, a just metric fuck ton of armor. <laughs> yeah, that's also true. It, 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 <laughs> the list... It attrition's well, but it only hits so hard, right? Like you, yeah. top set of like how fifteen charges, I think. Yeah, and I mean, obviously they've got their battle group, whatever that may be, and they've got Thorn in there being an asshole. But, um, like if you just bring like the nastiest brick in the world, like they will have to eat through it, and it's going to be difficult for them. So that's like a kind of a simple, like slightly easier way, I guess. Yep. Um, though definitely not assured, but yeah. yeah. All right, that's a lot of time on that one. Let's uh, uh, for sure. Um, David Cox. Uh, oh, this is this is in addition to the uh, restrictive part of the uh, Winter Guard. Oh, the, command. the Winter Guard command. Okay, yeah. like talking about. Okay, so uh, why more themes aren't as restricted? Uh, why more don't have like battle engines available? Um, I don't know about the battle engines because I don't think any of the like Mercury minions. Well, okay, the Sacro Vault's pretty good. Um, yeah, but. I don't know that they break anything, so I don't yeah. know. Uh, I, it, might, it might just be... So what it might be, honestly, is that battle engines are a very kind of big centerpiece in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. Just in their kind of presence. feel and presence on the table and kind of their visual and everything like that. And having them in these lists might kind of pull away from that theme. Yeah. Um, so not that's not not as a balance thing, but more as like a, a theme and feel kind of thing. Um, I mean, which ones allow battle engines? Heavy metal. Right? Heavy metal does. Because that one doesn't allow units. Correct. Right? Numeric units, which thank God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they do not need ion on Holt and heavy metal. Thank you very much. Um, uh, I don't know any other ones. I think. 
well, maybe Legion of Steel because you mentioned it. I don't know. But, I don't know. Um, I, I'd have to look because I, yeah. I not, none of my factions have that. I, I um, think that your that your proposition is probably accurate. Like the thing is, mercs and minions are supposed to be like add-ons to the army. They're not supposed to be like centers of the army, which is mm. one of the things that they didn't like about them in Mark Three or Mark Two. Um, so this is possibly their way of saying like, hey, tone it down. Play the battle engines in the faction that they go with, right? Yeah. So that's just you know supposition, but it's it's plausible. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really think it's a balance thing in that respect. As far as just the general, I don't want to spend too long on it, but general discussion about why certain themes are restricted over others. Sometimes it's just really specific interactions, and sometimes they're hard to see, and sometimes they're not even actually like something that'd be a problem. Yeah. Like the. The devs aren't perfect, you know. Like there's there's some things that they might think was overbearing, and and there's plenty. I mean, so Souls is a lot of people get confused about what what Souls like actual place is because he doesn't like develop the rules, right? He's the game designer. Uh-huh. He's he's kind of there for mostly the the kind of the feel of the game and how the game works as a whole. Uh-huh. Um, and like he could just be like, I don't like you know the f- kind of feel or theme of that model being in that army. You yeah, know, like it, it could be as simple as that, and yep. then they, you know, and then they work in balance from there. So it's not always the most satisfying answer, depending on how competitive <laughs> you are. But uh, just kind of is what it is. There it is. Yep. Yep. Uh, do 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 Uh, John Klein again. <laughs> Fantasy ID, like aka what changes will make you sad? You sold all your circle. Um, the Tharn uh female warlock. Um, I will be very sad if I don't get to play that someday, unless she's really uninteresting. But everything in CID has been pretty interesting, so it's kind of hard. I would like her to, to like, so, honest answer to the question. I would like her to have Fury. Um, yeah, well, I would say... Or Battlelust. Every... That's what I said about Chromac 2, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if Fury or Battlelust. Um, yeah, give the infantry, like, a way to actually hit hard. Like, please. At all. Ever. At all, ever, yeah. Um, I don't know. There's there's not a lot of... It, nothing would really make me like, oh, man, I wish I still had that stuff. I would just be glad to see that it doesn't, like, isn't a mess anymore, and I yeah. don't have to be angry about it. Like, I don't understand why Blood Weavers are the way they are. Blood Pack, I genuinely think, might be the worst unit in the game for their points. Yeah. Um, Fun fact, Blood Pack are 20 points. Go look up what they do. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, and, like... I don't know if like if they just took Theron Ravagers and just made a Mark II Theron Ravagers, I'd be really excited about that. Which is funny because nobody really liked them back then, but I think now they'd be great. Yes, <laughs> especially you know with like the adi- addition of like tough and things like that, yeah. like the little buffs on there. So, um, so that's, so that's vengeance on them too. Yeah, so that's you. brutal charge. That's really what I'm saying. Give, yeah. them, give them brutal charge and take that many feet off of them because and just give them something else. Yeah, I would like to see the Storm Raptor drop to if it stays like it is. I'd like to see it drop to like 32 points ish, like the Blightbringer. Um, and I would also like to see Primal get basically removed from the faction and compensating stat buffs, but I know that second one's never going to happen. So, you know, there's me in, in La La Land. Just, just give him Rage, guys. No, don't even give him Rage. Just give him, like, Universal plus one to hit, plus one to Matt and plus two to Strength. Mark two Flaming Fists. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, I might actually work, take right? that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next time we've got uh, Lance Ab. Ab, yep. yeah. 
Uh, what do you predict the next trend will be as far as list building goes? Can you see the newly proposed SR 2018 scenarios dictating the direction of this? Seems like we're in arm skew times. Um, you're not wrong. Uh, I, I, I don't see I didn't really see anything in SR 2018 that I think changes from what we've talked about before, which is just that fast stuff that's hard to kill. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, I took that really hard to heart. I played in a tournament last weekend and I played basically two units of top, two min units of Tufflos backed up by champs. And it was like, Oh look, I'm up on scenario every single game because mm-hmm. you can't kill this stuff fast enough. And it is really bloody fast. So yeah, that's part of why I'm really hoping exemplar CID goes really well for the Cinerators and bastions. So I can run them with Vindictus and just be like plus two inch deployment, plus two speed or plus yep. two inch movement pathfinder, get wrecked. Um, yep. Yeah, so I, I don't really see that necessarily changing. I, I don't see the meta changing that much based off as Air 2018. No. There's not enough that's different. Um, a couple of the really obnoxious scenarios stuck around, it seems. We'll see if they if they actually release, but mm-hmm. it seems they want to keep them. So. Um, but I, as far as though, like, it depends on what you mean by arm skew, though. I don't think that is strictly the case. Um, I still think lists in general are extremely well-balanced. Um, I mean, we say, like, lots of tough, fast stuff is the meta. Well, it's certainly not what it was at the end of Mark II, though, yeah. uh, where it was just, like, how close to 400 boxes can I bring in a list, and that's basically how you designed lists. Um, or what can I bring that somehow fights that? That was, like, pretty much what the meta was um, by the end of that. It's it, it, Most of these, like, kind of arm-skewy things are pretty fightable Yeah. Um, compared to what they could be yeah to, to shake like the uh the champs which were like the arm break at the end of mark two um or ee but like champs have lost three boxes each which is you know 15 boxes through the unit um and they died at guns now like pow 12s will start to murder them pretty yeah, quick the, that's that's one thing people don't realize with the the champs is because a lot of people are like you need so much armor cracking you actually don't you just need consistent stuff at a decent pow Yep. Um, that that will hit them consistently mm-hmm. and a lot. Like yep. so, actually, a remarkable amount of infantry clearing does get through them. It just takes a while. Uh, it's just kind of a case of can you get through enough of them in time? Um, but I've had plenty of lists. Like I was laughing about running like two units of delivers into champions because oh, it would be like, horrible. Like pow, fifteen blasts. Like it's only dice off three and it's scattered across the whole unit. Like it's yep. yeah, they don't like that. You know, no, nope. so, not at all. Um. Victor Sorsha, how do I get good with Grimkin? Play him a lot. Play him a lot. Read my battle reports. Done. Yay! Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, Grimkin do a very good job mathing people to death, so <laughs> um, I've discovered. It's true. So you can armor brick up, or you can just bring 9,000 dudes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's hard. Um, to be honest, I think if there's one thing that's going to separate like a good from bad Grimkin player, it's Arcana choice. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I didn't feel like I was close most of the time in the few months, in the couple months I've been playing them. Um, it's, it's really difficult. It's I think really it's, difficult. it's the hardest so thing. That's, I would, I would focus on that and I would talk to opponents about it. Be like, mm-hmm. what, what are kind of, were you worried about? Or when do you think I should have popped them or things like that? Yeah. Um, cause I think that will, I think nailing Arcana will take you very far. Yep. Uh, you got another one from David Cox. Um, what do you... I've, I've actually talked a lot about this recently. Um, what do you expect to see from the Tharn and Exemplar CID, given both of these sub-factions already have a lot of units and solos? Um, so I, I I hadn't actually thought about Tharn, but I actually think it is very similar yep. uh, to the Exemplar one, in that the core is already there. Yes. A- Exemplar have all their core stuff. Tharn have pretty much their core stuff. I think it's going to mostly be utility and support type stuff. 
Um, so yeah. Although for Thrawn, I'd like to see something that just breaks armor like nobody's business, but that's another story. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, but like for Exemplar, uh, I think I, I almost wonder if there's going to be more Screwtator stuff than Exemplar in there, just because that is part of the theme that doesn't exist outside the vessel. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm expecting like a three-man unit of some kind that does something interesting, some kind of solo. Um, I've kind of bandied around the idea of like a universal unit attachment or something like that that can, can yeah. go on and do something. Are, are choir technically Screwtators? Is that what they are? They don't have the Screwtator tag. Okay. I, I think they're their own thing. I, okay. I'm not, I'd have to look into it. Because it would be kind of cool to have, like, a choir unit, like a Screwtator choir unit that affected other units. Yeah. I don't know. Ideas. Yeah. Could be interesting. Um, yeah, so I, I just expect it to be more kind of utility and support stuff. Um, more of the kind of stuff to help it all work properly, sort of, more than anything. Yeah. Uh, As for Tharn, I'd be okay if they literally released, like, just the Warlock, and every single Tharn model got better. <laughs> just, just got changed, yeah. Yeah. Um, next one down, also from David, is how do you feel that uh, CID changes have impacted players in communities and changes in salt type for the game, etc.? Uh, this is really varied, and I think um, I think a lot of the negative reactions come from looking at it the wrong way. Uh, it seems like some communities get, like, as, like, a whole community get, like, crazy CID burnout, which is just weird. Like, don't play CID that much. Yeah. <laughs> like, unless you guys are into it. Like, my group, I'm, like, totally comfortable. I could bring in CID stuff every week, and nobody would care. Uh, like, for the rest of my life. And <laughs> nobody would really be that bugged about it. Um, but not everybody, you know, is is like that. Um, yeah. And so I, I will say one thing, though, is you definitely get a lot less of that, like that excitement you got when the anthology books came out. That's true. Right? Yeah. Like when, when the actual releases drop, it's very like, Oh, neat. You know, it has yeah. a, it, that, that, that hype isn't necessarily there in quite the same way. I think, but, I think Jay Larson actually put it best. He was at Gen Con, right. Mm-hmm. And normally he gets like an early release badge and goes in and picks up the war machine minis and then posts them all to the, what, to the discount games blog or whatever. Yeah. And this time he was like, yeah, I slept in because we already know what everything did. Yeah, and, and so I, I get that feel, but I think the trade-off is that, for the most part, people I've talked to are kind of just happier in general. <laughs> yeah. Um, because that, that's kind of one of the costs, like that, like, oh, we've never seen this stuff before and it gets to come out now uh, feel. I think that that is a sort of um, bystander that got kind of cut out in favor of... Um, just better design. <laughs> Agreed. In the first place, the the other thing is that like we I, I we're finally getting into like the, the proper Mark Three, mm-hmm. like we're there. You know, like it's we we had the new the SR dropped. We're now most of the way through like a good number of factions in like CID cycles. Um, mm-hmm. We have a good feel for kind of how that's supposed to play out. Um, and so I've seen a lot of people who still go on about, like, oh, my community absolutely died. Well, there's just as many that just popped up, you know? Like, it's, yeah. you see it everywhere. It's um, true. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. So I, I don't know if, um, oh, this is, okay, another thing. Um, I hear some people talk about how, like, they feel like CID puts the game into a constant state of, like, flux or beta or something. Again, if that's bugging you, don't play Ignore CID. CID. Yeah, let's just forget it exists. I wrote an because, entire article about this like two weeks yeah. ago. Just don't play CID. 
Yeah, it's CID stuff isn't that important. And I get some, there is some confusion I get. Like, for example, the elemental immunity changes, right? When we saw that stuff, you saw on Facebook everywhere, everybody was just like, they just changed elemental immunities. No, they didn't. That's not really their fault that that's how that's looking because yeah. everybody is yelling it that way and they're not explaining that that's not actually a change that has happened. So if there's any confusion, like, it can happen, but um, we just need to communicate really well what, what is in the game and what is not. Mm-hmm. And... And, yeah, if there's stuff in CID and you're just feeling like, oh, the game's always constantly changing, it's really not that much. No. Like, if you forget about CID and just watch for the actual changes that happen, it's like a few times a year and a handful of models releasing for one faction. It's actually a pretty tiny addition to the game. Yeah. If you consider the whole game. And um, there's, a, like, maybe ten legacy models that get changed. Per cycle, yeah. that's like a lot for one cycle. Actually. I've, I've heard I've heard some people talk about like how is anybody supposed to keep up? Like you know they're already having a hard time learning the game, and it's like the drop in the bucket that is the CID changes every time. Yep. <laughs> Compared to like the game as a whole, like it's so small. You've already got a lot to learn. Like it's it's a pretty minor increase to that. You won't really even notice it. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, Victor Michael Smith says, how does one deal with the Manowar-themed army after the CID comes out? Uh, as a, So he asks as a Retribution player. I don't mm-hmm. know if he means in general, but I'm Rhett. But yeah. Because I don't know how Rhett does, because I don't know. So I think the answer to that question is that the Manowar theme is not particularly great at live scenarios or actually scenario in general. So what you're going to want to do is sort of take over a piece of the board and don't let them in, and keep contesting, and you'll eventually probably win. Yeah. Everybody's got different ways around it. I mean, in Rhett, I think you can do a slightly more surgical way of doing things. The problem is, this is opening a different can of worms, but it's really hard for me to uh, construct what Rhett pieces you would need, because your themes are a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> like, like... They don't allow you to put two tools you need in the same list a lot of the time. So mm-hmm. it's very difficult for me to say exactly. Because I'm sitting here like, oh, you use mage hunters to snipe out the mechanics and then start wearing them down. you know. But it's kind of like, but does the list with the mage hunters have the things to wear them down? I don't remember. You know, it's kind of, so it's yeah. a little difficult. But, um, I mean, honestly, like, the, the answer to uh, a list like that it, from just a straight-up attrition standpoint, is lots of things that hit really hard. Like, lots of hard-hitting infantry. Which um, Reds has in Dawn Guard Sentinels, conveniently. Uh, yeah, Sentinels, like... And Sentinels are extremely resilient to blast damage. Which is mostly how that... Shooting, which is mostly how that theme is handling infantry. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of, like, POW-10 blast at, like, the highest. Yeah, I mean, don't get me uh, wrong. It's got, like, you know, that POW-20 shot, but if they're POW-20 shotting your Dawn Guard, you're, you're in good one shape. Sentinel, right, and slamming it into another Sentinel. Which it won't knock over because they've got Wall of Steel, right, so, so you're just cares? like, well, huzzah. Yeah, um, yeah you, you just, like, Weapon Masters, are, that, that's part of why people were so worried about the, uh, the, the suppression tanker. Because in the form he was in in earliest CID, he just answered... That everything yeah yes. he answered that problem completely which meant the list had no real downsides aside from being kind of slow mm-hmm. you know and 
that that was one of the concerns. There was other concerns, but uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's just a case of just efficient, really hard hitting infantry that are resistant to blast, which you can do really well. Yep. Uh, in, in retribution, and a lot of a lot of factions can really like for me, like good god, the amount of knights exemplar I'm willing to bring into man of war is disgusting. Um, yep. I will just I will explode them. Um. So yeah. Uh. This is fluff stuff. Um, Scion0442 says, In Dark Convergence, Nemo straight up murders a room of unarmed Convergence non-combatants, scientists and priests and etc. with chain lightning. Orsus Octavir often hallucinates non-combatants as violent traitors, slaughtering innocents. Thagrosh ran to embrace Everblight after a life of slavery and witnessing the brutal murder of his brother. Who is the most sympathetic character? And is there possibly a Crix caster who is more of a good guy? I think the most sympathetic character is either Tristan Durant... Or, potentially, actually, weirdly enough, Kane. Just because I feel like Kane's just never gotten to do what he wanted to do, and Tristan is, like, a legitimately good human being, which is... Yeah, Kane to me, it's in a very, like, yeah, he's like Han Solo, kind of, but angrier. (laughs) (laughs) So I always kind of pass him off, but um, Durant was actually the first one I thought of. He's the most like every man caster I can think of in yeah. the game. Like, it's, it, go read Godless because it's I think one of the best uh, novels they've done. It's Agreed. Really, really good. And Durant is I mean he's a little like you want to strangle him sometimes, but he's like he's the kind of dude you want next to you. You know. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Like, if there's anybody, um, I think you could argue that Stryker is. He's just sort of like. The you, yeah, you could. If if you're like down with that kind of personality type, like sure. Um, uh, they're supposed to be a pretty chill dude, except that he like makes giant constructs out of blood magic. So. Yeah, so we'll rule, <laughs> rule him out. I don't think there's a single person in the circle that you could argue is a good guy at this point. Um, I think the trolls in general. I was about to say, what about trolls? I was like, they they seem like if they seem like they'd be mostly pretty chill. Yeah. So 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 like the thing about the trolls is that. They are the ones that have committed the least atrocities out of every faction in the game at this point, more or less. Um, and they're like, Gunbjorn is just like a trencher, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And Madrak got possessed by a demon axe, but other than that, he's like, you know, thoughtful and like I'm his sure third Madrak incarnation is, is reasonably chill. Yeah. yeah, like he's a defender. Like he takes shield, he shield guard shots from his own dudes, right? Yeah. So and I think, if, and if you've if you've got a gut for beer, you're gonna hang out with Borka. Yeah, seriously. I'm sure so, you wouldn't like if you're not gonna if you're not gonna like attack him. I'm sure he's he's fine with you hanging out. Yeah. So yeah. I think trolls as a faction are probably the most good guyish faction in the game. Yeah, I've always said that. I think Trollbloods is the closest to being yeah. a good guy faction. They have some dickheads, like for sure, but Doomshaper uh, mostly. Like Doomshaper is a monster, but um, for the most part, they're all kind of just like. Leave us alone, please. Being dicks, right? Yeah. Like, like, can we please just have somewhere to live? Um, yeah. Crick's good guy casters. Uh, no, sorry. No. Um. I mean, so you've got a bit of that in Goreshade. Yeah. A little bit of that. He's done a lot of really atrocious things, but he has actually pretty okay pretty good reasons for it from from his kind of perspective which i understand from anybody's perspective they're doing the right thing yeah but but um like he's probably the closest and obviously now he kind of like is a if you're an elf good guy i don't know yeah but um it's it's hard with cricks you you can make characters that are like that would be like crixian with kind of um 
motives, and that's why Gorshade I think fits the most, where his motives aren't really with Crix. Yeah, he's not kind with of there. He's kind of there for other reasons. But at the end of the day, these are all like everybody in like most of the people in Crix are either like worshippers of Torak, which is kind of inherently evil in what yep. he makes you do, or like reincarnated creatures who are bound to him. So it's kind of like yeah, what you do right sixes are happening. Yeah, not a lot of room to breathe. Uh, but yeah. I could see them doing it. Like I could absolutely see them doing like a, a good style Crix person. It just would be very difficult to do. It'd be mm-hmm. interesting writing. Sure would. Read it. Um, we have Altamonterix. Yep. It's not pronounceable. Um, what are each faction's best answer to Nemo 3? Oh, boy. What is their best answer to Lich 3, 9 Slayers? Uh, Signar, play Storm Division. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you will Signar, never play Nemo 3 into Signar because it's just going to be whatever your guys' other list is. <laughs> yeah. So I think, actually, so I think... In Signar, the best answer to that particular, those two questions, is Nemo 3 and Storm Division with Storm Lances. Um, yeah, if it's like heavy metal and you drop Storm Lances, like you are hugely yeah. advantaged. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have no idea what Rhett does into either of those lists um, at all, actually. Uh, Helena, maybe? Maybe Helena, uh, sure. But I don't know if how she... an answer, it's probably with Helena. Yeah. Um, then Kador... Blah. Sort or Zerkova two and just try and kill their caster before they kill you. You could, you could do that. You could do. Um, I don't know. I mean, some of the like Harkovich, like I have nine thousand jacks. As long as you can keep your caster alive, like that's sure. the trick. I guess to any I guess answer the... the trick is as long as you can keep your caster alive. But yeah, um, I guess the Marauder they... spam does actually trade okay into the Slayer spam. Oh, and a Slayer spam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably reasonably. Um, if if I wanted to drop something in, so Protectorate uh, Nemo three. Uh, the straight up answer is Durst. But does yeah, and um, that probably covers. It has it has really well. most of the list you have to do has pairing problems. Um, well, I think these are two separate things. It's, yeah. What is the best answer to Nemo? What's the best answer to Lich? Sure. Um, my best answer to Lich is going to be uh, something in Exemplar Interdiction that hits like ungodly hard. Um, Protectorate is one of the few factions that I actually think could just muscle through. However, you got you you built a very particular kind of list. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's like um, three offs like, with like three units of knights exemplars. Yeah, yeah, like three offs with just vendors and tons and tons of knights exemplars. Um, and uh, like high reclaimer actually Maybe. could be yeah. all right. Um, some people have said, and, and I know like Keith was talking about um, infantry being not as good as you'd think due to tramples. It's true. Um, he, he did that against and, me, and it was brutal. Right, and and I, I agree with that, and that's the reason that I think, like, Protector is one of the few, because Knights Exemplar are so disgustingly efficient at killing mm-hmm. heavies um, that the math is just dumb. The thing is, with the Slayers, a lot of them, all you have to do is, like, start breaking stuff, and they stop working very well. And I know yeah. they have the mechanics in there, but, like, you should be able to snipe those out, and even then, like... You break the right stuff; they're still out for around. Yeah. Um, so after a while, that list is kind of just running around, like flailing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, the other thing is uh, try not to go second. <laughs> yeah, seriously, because it's miserable. Uh, Cricks, I think the best answer to Nemo three is possibly Asphyxius with nine slayers. Yeah, I can see it. You're just tanky enough. Yeah. Asphyxius himself is pretty tough. You just have to. I mean, you, you don't want him to get directly hit by things, but as long as yeah. you keep him. And yes, and but... then it's just like a positioning game. I think it's actually probably that Scar 1 with a billion Banes is the best answer to Lich 3. 
Yeah, that would do it. Because, <laughs> yeah, Dark Guidance says, screw your def, and then they're just like, oh, look, we're POW 13 plus Weapon Masters. Yay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Convergence. I have no idea. No clue. Is Orion immune to electricity? Uh, I don't know. Okay. You could, uh, bring, I, like, you could bring, like, a lot of modulators. I feel like it's probably just, like, either Lucant or Axis for both of these yeah, answers. Yeah, it probably, it probably is Lucant. Um, uh, yeah, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably Lucant or Axis. Yep. Uh, some combination of that. Uh, what else we got? Mercenaries. Um, mercenaries. Osram, uh, I think, is probably the best answer to both of these questions. Yeah, probably. I could see that. Um, at least Magnus too lets you get in position against the Slayers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> um, actually, he could let you alpha pretty good with Nomads with two inch melee. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, just alpha on as many as he can. Although he is faster than you because it's yeah, because mobility, mobility plus Slayers. Speed yeah. <sighs> um. Yeah. So. I don't know. Yeah. Um, um boards. Trolls. trolls. I think Colgrim is probably the best answer to Nemo three in the game. Mm-hmm. Um or pretty close to it. And geez, Lich three? I don't know. I don't even know if trolls can play that game, to be honest. It's really I mean, hard. Probably Madrak one. Probably Madrak one. That's what I was thinking, is it's he can be pretty efficient. Um he can help the the hit problem just fine. Yeah, and Def sixteen um, is really hard yeah for like the, the slayers he's having to use a lot of his focus on just like boosting to hit all the time which is kind of clunky and and if and you're playing time, like, like the storm in the north version you can get a glacier king onto like three or four slayers and stationary them all so it's like super inefficient yeah you just yeah you just and you're and that's the other thing is those, those lists don't tend to run a lot of like beasts and stuff so you're not like yeah. super filling asphyxias on his feet that's uh, true so that's something uh, what else? Who else is Legion? Uh, Legion does not have an answer to Nemo three. No. no. Mark two, Lilith two. Sure. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, <laughs> I, I also don't know if Legion has an answer to Lich three, but if it is, it's probably Animog with the billion of the uh, War Spear slash yeah. Berserkers. I don't know. Maybe something with like Fiona and a lot of Weapon Masters or something. But I don't sure. Know. Yeah. Um, like maybe. Maybe. Uh. Because I mean, they can do the tramples, but they won't really hit much on the. Yeah, because this weapon, because yeah, the swordsmen go to power, our armor or defense seventeen. So yeah, yeah all right, that's reasonable. And just yeah, fury and weapon masters yeah. is pretty good, I guess. I don't know, it might work. Um, uh, circle. Uh, Kruger two at the moment for Nemo three. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I have no idea what they played. Uh, with a bunch of slayers. Balder two with two Wolderaths. That seems awful. Balder two with a billion wold guardian or wold wardens, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Like, so here's the thing about circle: the heavies are all too expensive to trade into the slayers, and the infantry will never kill the slayers. So, well, welcome to this problem I, circle I, has always had. I would personally play wormwood with three wold weirds out of theme, and then just try and kill asphyxius like I always <laughs> just like do. Just go for it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's yeah. what my plan is eighty percent of the time with that list anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's got uh, mobility up, right? So. Yeah. Uh, what's Scorn doing? Uh. Shath can do it. Would well, Nemo three is just Xerxes two with a bunch of Archidons. 
Oh yeah, obviously. Right. Actually, that might not be fun. terrible into the Asphyxius list either. The the Archidons yeah. are speed nine under Xerxes, and with yeah, his and they, feet, they hit pretty the, darn hard. Yeah, you can do you can do quite a bit of work. Yeah, that might work. Yeah, I that can see that. Uh, um, Scorn is another one. They they sit alongside Protectorate though, in that like they're one of the factions that just can just bring enough like sheer output. Sure, <laughs> that, yeah. That you may actually be able to like, cram through all those. Xerxes one with the immortal theme will probably just murder the Slayer list. Like, oh God. no yeah. problem. It's a lot of pain. Um, Grimkin. Uh, Nemo three is probably just the heretic in Dark Menagerie. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, I think just whatever it is is a Dark Menagerie list. I think it's yeah. casters that could kind of do it for various reasons. Um, uh, yeah. you just you just got to tank it out, which you should be able to unless your opponent's dice explode. Yeah. Uh, I like Old Witch three into the Slayer spam as long as you remember that you should have Glimmer Imps instead of Witchwoods. Yeah, which ones aren't yeah, great. Though. No. They are never going to do anything efficient in that fight. Yeah. Also, just don't play against them on Spread the Net, because, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no joke. And, again, don't go second. Yep. Um, minions? Minions. Uh, Rask? 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 Both yeah. of these things? Well, so, I mean, Rask has the same problem that, like, Witch Coven does in an Emo 3, where it's kind of like, I'm just going to bounce off my stuff anyway. Sure. Um, but I think you can still do it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, the... Um, uh, the Malak stuff's got to be kind of okay. It yeah, I think that's a ridiculous fine. amount of health and box or boxes and armor. Um, I mean, he can get through quite a bit, but it's a lot. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. And, but I but I worry about that list fighting Lich three nine slayers. That's a different. That's yeah. where like Rask would be phenomenal. Well, maybe um, Rask's problem has always been that he plays a bunch of Mat six heavies. So that's true. Uh, that's definitely true. On the other hand, he can also play now with Enliven, which is a huge deal. So, maybe? Yeah. Yep, yep. Yep. They're just so effing high armor. Yep. It's good times. Yep. Uh, I don't know, though. What about, in, uh, what about Arcadius? Maybe? Again, you're trading 14-point Warhogs for... That's true. 15-point Warhogs for 10-point Slayers, which just seems bad. Not wrong. So, yeah. I, I think maybe you just try and kill an Asphyxius in that particular case yeah yeah anyway that was a long answer to that one. yeah um next one we got now is jonathan neal how do you think the immunity changes if they go live with shake up list building do elemental focus casters like malicus go up and stock okay so as far as how they change list building i have no idea because it's actually a change to a lot of things yep there um, are something like 110 models with immunities in the game so yeah which again yeah. is like a relatively small percentage but they're scattered throughout every faction like yep. it's yeah um, do elemental fa- casters focus casters like Malakas come up and stock? So it seems like they would. Nemo does. For sure. Which is infuriating, based on the way they have it right now. Malakas, I do not think he really does. Now, it seems like he should be better, right? Which, sure, he is better into like heavily elemental immune armies than he was mm-hmm. uh, this way. The problem is, is that he is already walking a fine line when his stuff works well mm-hmm. um it's a fun line and i think it's strong when you know if you play well um but he you know so an additional die approximates to about plus three damage it's not exact but uh it's essentially you, you can usually consider it plus three damage to your attacks with the opportunity to spike higher which is kind of why weapon masters are so good but um so 
in the current state, elemental immunities would be giving plus four armor. So you're essentially at just like, I get to feet to be doing minus one damage to them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's instead of minus four. Like, it's kind of, you're just like, hey, I'm fighting slightly less of an uphill battle. Like, it's not really better. Um, unless they are, and this is the this is the problem I have with immunity changes, this changes based off of how much armor they have. Yep. This makes them actually quite good into single wound or generally low armor uh, elemental immune stuff in a way that he normally wouldn't be. Uh, but against, like, armored stuff, he just doesn't really do a whole lot. Like, it's just not going to be great. Yeah. Um, so that's welcome to part of my problems with the immunities changes is that it means drastically different things from one model to another. Yep. Agreed. So, yep. Uh, I'm not a fan of the changes as they currently sit, but we'll see how they go. Uh, Richard, is this Vaughn? Is that here or is it Vaughn? Probably. It's like Vaughn. Like it just keeps going. Um, I have no idea how to pronounce that. Uh, do you think that a mixed arms theme, so like Exemplar's Flame Guard Paladin, would be a good idea for folks with mishmashed collections? I know this is a challenge for me as a protector and a Menoth player. Uh, that started at the beginning of Mark Three. I mean, would it be a good idea? Like, yeah. Yeah. But um, it needs to fit into a theme that makes sense. The thing I would really like to see them do with themes in the future, like once, because we kind of, everybody's kind of got core themes, right? And the question is like, what do you do from here? When Yeah, what do you do from there, right? When every one of your like main themes had its CID and you don't really have other models and they can't, like, what do they do? Drop an entire set of releases that fill an entire theme all at once? Like, that's way bigger than anything they've done, you know? Mm, that's not entirely true. Actually. The Northkin theme was basically that. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, so I guess you could do it, but I would really like to see themes that are centered around, uh, fluff battles, like specific things that happened in Iron Kingdoms. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think you could do that, and that would be a good way to mix models that don't normally mix, Mm -hmm. um, in some kind of interesting ways. Like, an easy example is one, like, with Godless, where you have, like really heavy use of, like, Knights Exemplar fighting alongside Zealots and things mm-hmm. like that, and Paladins. Like, it's kind of a... It, it blends, you know? So I, I think if they were going to go a direction, that'd be a good way to do it. That would also mix things up a little bit. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, the themes kind of are what they are. <laughs> um, it's a little awkward for anybody who started, like, right before the themes were a thing and kind of got a weird mishmash collection, but it works really well for everybody who like is starting after that. So it's mm-hmm. some, some people just were in an awkward window. I kind of <laughs> was, you know, I, I kind of doubly was. Cause I also, I bought a very Mark two style collection, like right before Mark three dropped. And yeah. uh, most of my collection was really awkward um, to work well with. So yeah. Yep. Uh, we are, let's see. Uh, and how many do we have left? Uh, there's a whole bunch. Okay. Yep. So we're just going to knock out a couple more and call it good from there, and we'll save the rest for later. Yeah. Maybe we'll do, like, one listener question at the beginning of every episode for a while or something. Yeah, we could totally do that. Yeah. Uh, this one is from Ben Ballard, who's one of my locals who I play against all the time. Mm-hmm. 
and I talk to him all the time. Um, <laughs> how to play into a list that limits your options. Okay. <laughs> I, I know why you asked this question. <laughs> or how to fight denial. So I said I fought against a Rocket Man spam list with an all-jack protectorate list. Uh, uh-huh. That was Ben that I was playing against. Ah, so, that makes sense. Um, so how to play into a list that limits your options. How to fight denial. Uh, I like that denial is a thing. I just don't know the best options. Like having to drop a gun line into a protectorate check list. Or needing crucial spells into a arcane vortex list. Um, protectorate in particular, I think, does things to certain lists. Uh, anybody wanting to rely on guns that wants to be able to fight Protectorate, you just have to go, how am I handling magic weapons? Mm-hmm. And some factions do that better than others. So you kind of that's part of where the, the pairing process comes into play. Um, you have to be able to say, if you're like, I want to be able to rely on this primarily gun-focused list, one of the first things you should ask yourself is, can this fight Protectorate, or does it need to? Mm-hmm. Um, or if it does have to, can it <laughs> you know like do i have an option to do that like so for example like in crucible guard right with ion and holt getting pulled away from them it means that uh they have a lot harder of a time there you have to take specific stuff you have to be taking crucible guard infantry or uh vindicators or um uh is it mckay that gives magic weapons on her feet yeah i think so yeah, yeah. um so you have to have that out uh, I think, uh, well, Sylvester has, what, explosive, though, doesn't he? Does that give you magic? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, that's that's an out. Um, so, yeah. Um, and, and, I mean, that's Protectorate-specific, but there's a lot of, I don't know, that's one of the biggest denial <laughs> things to think about, but um, you just have to ac- account for all those little things and try to work them in and then make sure you're okay on scenario and all the other things and it's list building is complicated <laughs> that's what it boils down to yeah um but as far as like when you're just already in that situation mm-hmm. you start getting into like the questions about when conditions and when to like go for certain ones over others yeah um like you look at it and you go does like do does this denial mean attrition is not an option mm-hmm. the answer is probably yes so your other your your two outs at that point are assassination or scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just have to start thinking about what you need to do to make one of those happen. Yeah, um, it's entirely possible that throwing away your entire army so that your opponent never comes to your flag and never scores his own stuff means that you win. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's the thing is a lot of those kind of especially like with protectorate, but like with jacklines and things like that, they will often get really gummed up on just a lot of models in their face. And not be able to contest anything properly. Um, and even if you, even if it's just a case, like literally, if it is just a case of like, I'm gonna get one or two points ahead and just contest for seven rounds. <laughs> like, that is a valid way to win the game. That is a valid way to win the game. Like you can do that. You know, uh, it's not always those games aren't always the most fun, but you can totally do it. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of time what you end up kind of having to do. Yeah. Um, let's knock one more out. Sure. Uh, Elias Theory. Many casters who have had bad feats are considered poor. What are guys' opinions on good spells and mediocre feet and mediocre spells and great feet? Um, it depends on your kit a little bit. So yeah. Sevi's one's a good example of this, actually. Uh, Sevi one has, like, a good feat, and sometimes it's really good, but for the most part it's, like, more of an annoyance than anything. But yeah. he's more about his kit. Like, he's got a really baller spell list and the best passive ability in the game. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so it's, I don't know, it's kind of about the the whole package and, and how it all comes together. Most of the time, if you have, most of the time, if you have a bad feat, 
but are still well designed, it means you've got a really crazy spell list or some kind of effects on you. Yeah. Or maybe can Old, Old Witch Three is a good example of this. Her feat is yeah. pretty mediocre, her, but yeah, her her feat is really the fact that she can do an eighteen inch windstorm every turn. Like that's yeah. kind of like what you know. Like that's that's the power. Of, that's the thing you get out of. Or like reduce cost on spells every turn. Like her, her yeah. arcane calibrations are really what her feat is because her feat is just kind of. It's never like you never have a feat turn that's just like oh her feat turn was nuts like you can get a lot <laughs> done but it never feels like it's the feat doing all that yeah um it's a- just she's Amon just like, is another example yeah his feat's kind of terrible but I mean it's like good but it's terrible it does what his army kind of needs it to do but it's not a good feat but he's got mobility and synergy with both with both of those on one caster is madness yep um and that's what makes him so solid in addition to just the efficiency of some of our jacks but um. So it, it just, I don't know, it just depends. <laughs> it depends on a, a lot. On Some casters are a little more meant to, like, like a, kind of the opposite example, one that comes up a lot, is take, like, Assyria, right? Mm-hmm. Who, she's got Blinding Light, which in some matchups is insanity. She's also got Crusader's Call, which is really good. And she's got Crusader's Call, which is really good. But that's kind of most of, in, like, Admonition, mm-hmm. like, that's kind of most of what she's helping as far as the battlefield goes. And there's plenty of games where, like, Crusader's Call is really only valuable up to a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, kind of late game, it can be good, but it just it's not always great. Um, Blinding Light is like dead in some matchups. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mention is like usually pretty good. Um, but that feat. But but she's all about and Rhett has this a lot actually, uh, having kind of like all right kits with really strong alpha strike. I need to do really well feats. Um, and, it's, yeah, it's just some casters are designed more that way. And it, it kind of means you end up having a little less staying power in favor of sort of front-loading your power or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you can still be totally fine. And then, it, like, the broken casters are the ones who have insanely good feats and absurdly good spell lists. And that was, like, Haley 2 forever. Also see so, Nemo 3. Yeah, right. His, yeah, his, his spell list does everything he needs him to do and... Yeah, um, like Haley too, though I think was like probably the most egregious example of this for the longest time. Oh yeah, where she had like the best spell list in the game by like kind of a silly margin, and the best feat in the game by a margin, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, why is this the best caster in the game? Obviously because she has no downsides, you know. So uh, it just depends on the the overall kind of design, um, and it's. It, yeah, it's complicated. <laughs> That's kind of what that ends up boiling down to. But I guess the last one I'm going to be able to take for right now, because we are running already longer than I wanted to. But yep. uh, So we're going to go into our ending spiel dealies. Seems like I can bring it up so I don't forget anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we want to give a big thanks to everybody who supports our Patreon. Obviously, we did the uh, our quarterly raffle dealie uh, at the beginning of this episode. So if you're one of the winners on that one. Please let us know. Um, we are looking into maybe doing some more things for our Patreon soon, but we'll see, and we'll let you know. We're gonna do it. Yeah, we're looking into more stuff for that. And uh, the, the Patreon is really a huge deal for uh, the two of us in particular. Yep. Because um, neither of us have the easiest time getting to everything. Uh, and so we appreciate it immensely. If you do want to check that out, go over to patreon.com slash LOS War Machine. You can see what uh, that's all about. Um, huge thanks to Broken Egg Games for their support. Uh, they've just been super awesome with us still slowly, slowly. We're so busy right now, but we're looking into, <laughs> uh, getting some line of sight based, uh, products through them. It'll be a little bit, um, 
It'll be a bit. Married. I'm getting married, I'm going, guys. I, he's getting married. I'm going to his wedding. <laughs> he, he is my best so, man. That's happening. Yeah, there's a whole lot going on, so it's exciting. Um, but go uh, check out Broken Egg site. They've got a lot of really awesome stuff on there for not just War Machine, but lots of different games. I have all like their L5R token set and stuff, and it's just gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and if you do go on their store, you can use the code LOS5CODE to get 5% off everything on that store. You can find our website at LOSWarMachine.com, where we post everything. And uh, on Twitter, at LOS underscore Chandler, at LOS underscore Jaden, or at ChokeObsessed underscore LL. Uh, you can find our email at LOSWarmHordes at gmail.com. You can Facebook us at Line of Sight, which is just a podcast or radio station or whatever page, or message any of us individually on Facebook. Unless I don't see the notification that says that I have a message request, because Facebook is the worst. It's not as bad as Discord, let's be honest. It's true. And... If we're ever slow to answer messages on the actual line of sight page, it's because pages on mobile are terrible. It is so bad. <laughs> so we basically cannot reply to you unless we are at our actual computer because it's really bad. Yeah. Um, and even better, they don't even tell us about half the things that happen on the, the page no, until like two hours later. You know what my favorite is when it says somebody mentioned us in a comment? Yep. And you select it, yep. and it just shows you nothing. Yep. <laughs> it just shows you a bunch of various posts, and you're like, okay, which one has us in it? And it's yep. just like, it's a treasure hunt. Find it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Pages on Facebook are terrible. Fun fact. To run. Yep. On the other side, looking at them, they're fine. But, yep. man, they are not well designed. Anyway, that was episode 39. Woo! That's three quarters. Long. It's true. Hopefully we'll have uh, Brett on next time to talk about Adepticon. Hopefully. I'm not sure exactly when he'll be home and or free, but um, he'll yep. be able to tell us a little bit about how that weekend went for him. Yeah, so so we'll have a cast for sure next week, and then the week after that, Brett might have to do something solo because Chandler will be traveling and I'll be getting married, and uh, yeah, that's we'll, coming we'll up fast. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what the best route is for that week because, um, yeah, that's coming up pretty quickly. Uh, yeah, it's almost my birthday, too. Yeah. I will officially, I don't consider 27 to be, like, quite, it's, like, still kind of, like, late end of mid-20s, but I'll officially be, like, late 20s. It's all right, we all get there. I'm just, like, watching 30 come at me slowly. Um, anyway, yeah, so we will see you all next week. See y'all around. Bye, guys.
Ahí voy.